Today's podcast is brought to you by Camper Kings. Coronavirus has got us all thinking about UK holidays and what better way to do that than in a camper van. Have the adventure of a lifetime in one of Camper Kings' high-end luxury camper vans. Check them out on Instagram at camperkings underscore nw or on the website at www.camperkings.co.uk. Prices start from just £85 per night, and for across-the-park listeners only, there's a free bottle of champagne and free insurance when you quote Across the Park. Welcome to Across the Park podcast, a football podcast on both Everton and Liverpool Football Club, hosted and produced by a group of friends from both sides of the park. We pride ourselves in bringing you the very best conversation from the ongoing matters at both clubs, providing banter and debate. We also release regular specials with guests connected to both clubs, providing insight and interviews never heard before. The back catalogue of these shows is available on our website, acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. Don't forget to hit subscribe to Across the Park Podcast on your favourite listening app and please give us a follow on our social media. Head over to Instagram or Twitter and search at Across the Park PC or Facebook, search Across the Park. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to episode 16 of Across the Park Podcast. Myself, Millsy and Craig of the Blue Boys and the Red Men are Gary and Phil. The last episode of 2020. Next week, the you know, holidays and non-working days, loads of football games. So we are going to release uh, Across the Park Extra with Stephen Warnock next week. Uh, big one for the Reds and then we're back on the 5th. So lots to cover. Starting Phil with the FIFA Awards last week. Jürgen Klopp, Coach of the Year. The BBC Awards last night, Jürgen Klopp, Klopp, sorry, Coach of the Year, Liverpool Football Club Team of the Year. How does that make you feel as a supporter? Are you proud? Yeah, very, very proud. And, it, you know, I've got to just, I'm always telling myself to enjoy this time that we've got with Klopp because I suspect that we'll never come close to it again in our lifetime after he's gone, as, as painful as that is to say. And so, yeah, I mean, even you'd admit that he was worthy of that award, Millsy. I mean, he, he's... Well. I know of all people, um, but no, look, his personality off the field, his, his management from his man management to his tactical management and the success he's achieved and all that, amazing, and I don't think it could have gone to anybody else, so yeah, very proud, Another just another thing, isn't it, Gary? To yeah, I, I can only echo what you said there, to be fair, you know, it's it, it's hard to, you'd always want more while you're watching a match, you know, you'd always want, want to take that next step and take that next step, and you, you tend to, like, never really be happy, yeah. but... As you said at the start, there you need we need to enjoy it while we've got it because, as you say, it's it's not going to last forever. We know he's going, and I think it's twenty four, so it's it's one of them where you've just you've got to enjoy it while it while it's going now while the go, while the going's good and how good it is going is is phenomenal for us. It's just just a nightmare we're not there to to be able to see it at the moment. To think back, I didn't want Rogers to go. <laughs> I know, yeah. So thank God he did. Craig, you were on the show last week with Judgy and you were kind of making fun of the Reds. They were fearing Tottenham. They were saying it's not our weekend predictions for draws and stuff. I know, and then he just can't do what win. they do. Exactly, yeah. So let's bring you back in, Gary. Two wins out of two. Starting with the Spurs game, huge victory in relation to what it does it, to taking points off a rival as well. Yeah, and, and not just a, a favour as well. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but not not just a huge a huge uh, victory. It was a huge performance. You know, from start to finish, we dominated that game. I know Mourinho's come out saying that that the wrong team won and all that, but how, how we can watch that game and think the, long, the wrong team won? They, all right, they had a couple of chances, a couple of 
a couple of uh, one-on-ones, or well, one, one glaring chance for me uh, from that Bergwijn and one glaring chance from from Kane. Other than that, they were quiet and we dominated the game. We it should have been three 0 at half time. You know, you know what? I, I was watching the match with me one of my good mates who actually supports supports Tottenham, so it was a funny one. But um, we, we were all over them, and I was saying to him, "We're absolutely battering you here," and he was like, "No, mate." It's rope is up. We're Muhammad Ali. This is this is what we do. We want we learn uh, you know false sense of security and all that. And I was going yeah, do one and all that. And then all of a sudden he scored, and I was like, oh my god, he's half right here then. But it was a Mourinho team, a Mourinho performance, wasn't it? Tottenham usually are quite open, but they just look like they, even going one 0 down, they didn't change the shape or not, and they just kept going and going. I was just going to say that that works for Mourinho to a point, but then as soon as the results don't start not going right, they start losing, dropping points, drawing games. Mm. The fans won't have it. Man starts, United starts picking on his players then. Doesn't yeah, he? and Man, yes. it went, he went through it with Man United. You know, they he, he picked up a few results here and there, and the fans were all made up with Mourinho. And then as soon as he started dwindling off, and the points weren't, weren't coming in, that's it. He was he was out the door. Do you know what though? Craig's just made the point there about historically Mourinho sort of picking on his own players and all that. And maybe he's learned from that because all that like the best team lost stuff. That's protecting your players a little bit, isn't it? Like all that's like the mind games, and and he's galvanising the squad, and and in his head maybe it did go to plan because they were pretty solid, even though we absolutely were all over them, and then he did get a few chances. So maybe he's thinking, yeah, that that went to plan. We just didn't take our chances. So maybe half believes it, but I think it's more a, a psychology thing, and I don't think he's reached the stage yet where he's bashing his players. I think he's still in the mould of protecting them because Tottenham, you know. They're, they are a boss team, aren't they? They're dangerous, and they are they are like a rival, you know, for the Premier League this season. But well, we'll I do, see. I do think, yeah, but I, I do think there's some way off in terms of like the the final product as a team. But I think you know Mourinho's just trying to protect the squad by saying that. But he can't believe he can't believe what he's saying, can he? I don't think so. No, as I said, you, you watch that game from start to finish. They may be had okay, what ten minutes spell in the second, the beginning of the second half where yeah. they did cause us problems. They came out and they did. It was like they were trying to attack. Instead of just sitting back and letting us have the ball and stuff, and and it worked to a certain extent. They could have had a couple of goals, but other than that, that little spell, we were absolutely all Do you know over them. What I said before the game and during the game, I was thinking back to the Jamie Carragher podcast that we done last week, and do you remember he said like he talked about one of the derbies, and he said it was nothing to do with the twenty-two players on the pitch that day. It was the Liverpool club of Liverpool versus Everton, and and I thought the same thing. I said to yeah, me, yeah, that. I was like, do you know what? This is a massive game, and Tottenham are serial losers in in high pressure situations. I think I said that with the final as well, the Champions League. Yeah, final. exactly. Yeah. And I knew going into this game, and during the game, I was going, "We'll score, we'll score a goal here," because it's just not in Tottenham's DNA to do what we've done to them, is it? <laughs> as a club, historically, and it's exactly what we're kind of we're all about. So you know, I think that played into it on the day. Yeah, definitely. And for me, it was good to see Firmino getting back on the score sheet. Oh. You know, he looked, during the game, he looked like uh, like back to his best. He was all over the place on the pitch. He was linking play. He was getting into good positions. He was getting into the box, which, you know, it's been a bit few and far between from him. Busting the lately. good to get in there. Yeah, of. and then the, the header, was just, it was just a peach of a header. He, he weren't losing that header at all. No one was getting there before him for that goal. And the celebration showed it was a big relief for him. He ran the length of the pitch to get to the cop to celebrate yeah. with the fans. Yeah. It's I funny with Firmino, it's funny, isn't it? Because he, when Yotta came in, 
Firmino's form dropped, and then Yota came in. Now Yota's injured. He's got form back. It's usually the other way around. I don't think it was so much it dropped. He'd already sort of been on a bit of a a, a downward spiral anyway. And when Jota came in, it emphasised it because of how well Jota started and how how well Jota was playing. But maybe it's like we were saying, we hope it gives him the kick up the backside he he sort of needed or looked like he needed to pick his form back up. And so far, so good. He's more scared of Origi taking his place. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know about that. I think, Gary, I've been seeing, without him playing brilliant and back to his best, I've been seeing signs for a few weeks now from from Bobby, and and I think it is the Jota thing. It's like the the effort's been there, what you're saying in the last few weeks. You you can see... It just doesn't click. That's that's basically what it is. I I watch him probably in different eyes than what you used to, because you you know... But I think he's a very good footballer. Yeah, I think oh, he fan. is, yeah. I think even when he's, you have said he's had a, a poor game, I, I've thought he, he's looked quite decent. And Maybe it's by his own standards. Yeah, well, there's always that endeavour, and, and he, he, is try, he does try. He, he's always asking for the ball. I, he I he w- never gets brought off either, does he? No, I was saying, oh, do you remember, um, was it last season before last when he scored, was it a hat-trick against Arsenal at Christmas? Last season, I think. And, and he skinned them, played some yeah. brilliant goals. And I was just saying, I can't, it's what you're saying there, Craig, about his form not being too bad. But he was like miles away from like doing that. Like I couldn't even imagine him beating two players anymore. And it, it, it was like that for about six or more months, wasn't it? But, yeah. but, you know, some of the goals he's scoring now, and obviously we'll, we'll touch on the Palace game in a minute, but it's not just the fact he's scoring goals, he's back to scoring Bobby Firmino goals, like exactly the... Not just the goals, though, it's the it's the yeah. link-up play that he's yeah. bringing back, and it's his, his high press that he starts all the time, and it's, it is it is like, I don't want to get too carried away, because it's only been a couple of weeks now, but, you know, if we can, if we can maintain this form, certainly now, while Jota's injured and things, we, we've got the player back. How yeah. long Jota out for? I don't think it's too long. I think when he went off, when he went out, it was like six to eight weeks. He was saying so, oh. maybe another f- another four weeks or so. Well, they had to win that game, didn't they? Because a couple of hours before, the the tops piled <laughs> the pressure on them, <laughs> breathing down the deck. Oh my! With God. a majestic performance oh. at um, what's it called? Phil, not Philbert Street anymore, is it? It's, it's uh, King, King Power, isn't King it? King Power Stadium. Yeah. It's really the six o'clock. The, the tops. I love that. <laughs> do, do, do you know last time I was on uh, Gary? I'm, I was talking about the Ajax game, and I had to heap praise on the three youngsters, Kelleher Jones and and, um, and Williams, in that game. Th- same thing for the Spurs game for me with um, Reese Williams and and Curtis Jones playing an absolute binder. Yeah, they did, and, and the, the emphasis was more on Williams, wasn't it? Because we, we've come to sort of expect that from Jones now. We, yeah. Everyone's heaped the praise on him of late, and you know he, he has sort of come into his own. He doesn't look hard a place. When, we were saying, weren't we, a while back, he, he you know, he, he did look like a kid at times, but now he, he's he sort of embraced the opportunity that he's got, and he, he's properly come out of his shell, and, and is just part of the yeah. team now. You're, not, you're never looking at him as a weak link when he's starting. Did or you when see that on. little link play he did with Robertson, where he had like three Tottenham players' hands, and we done that like, mad little flick to him? And it got played straight back to him, and he took it on the turn and passed it off. It was just like, oh, yeah, it's just, it it's just comfort, class. wasn't it? It's yeah, just, yeah. he's just comfortable in the midfield playing against world class players there as well. Yeah. And, and he is only a youngster, yeah. but yeah, back to Williams. Yeah. You know, it was his fair, it was his full debut in the Premier League for us. How old is he? Like, uh, 19, I think. And um, he, you know, we made, don't get me wrong, he made a, a couple of errors in judgment. You know, the, the one where Bergwan got in straight first minute of the second half, yeah. you know, he, he misjudged the edit, mistimed it, and it got, got over him. And they gone in one on one with the keeper. But other than that, really, he, he won most of his aerial duels, if not all of them. His passing was brilliant. He, he, was doing the, he was doing the basic things really well, and then some of the, some of the difficult things really well. Now, he's got two of the in form strikers in the Premier League yeah. up against them there who were playing on they were trying to play on them and didn't get any joy really yeah. the stats from the game were particularly impressive weren't they like I think his, his duels were on his heads as one and all that it was like close to 100% and everything 
So yeah, the, the kid, you know, he's really stepped up. He hasn't done himself any harm. No. Obviously, we, we can't rely on that going forward because at his age, you're going to have good games and you're going to have bad games, but just, or you're going to make mistakes, let's say. But just the fact you can perform to that level against such, you know, would you say they're the best attacking team outside of us in the Prem? Well, they're certainly up there as the best counter-attacking side. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the legs of Son and the, the mm-hmm. you know, we know what Kane is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're certainly up there. Yeah. Whether they're the best or second best or whatever, I don't know, but they're certainly up there. Yeah. yeah. OK, we've got lots to cover, so moving on to the Palace game. There was some scoreline there, but a clean sheet. So Firmino's confidence must be through the roof, wasn't it? Let's <laughs> 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 get that one in. That's, well, add that to the list of accomplishments for um, Bobby Firmino in that game, but look, it, the scoreline, I, I don't know if it does it justice or not, because it does it justice in the fact that we were ruthless and clinical, and, and it sort of reflects that. In but the second half, the first half was, it was. I was surprised that Palace hadn't scored. I thought, yeah, goals, I thought the first were, ten minutes were, um, or so they were as clinical as well. They were. They weren't like, clinical. They, they well, that's yeah, it. That's why like so that. it reflected the game from that perspective. But in terms but of general point, they did look as yeah. dangerous as you think they are. I think. <laughs> almost <laughs> a magic. I think the first like ten minutes of the game, it, lo- it looked like it was going to be a seven 0 scoreline. We absolutely annihilated. We were all over them. We were, the high press was on. We were getting in all the time. But then all of a sudden. You know, I know we went one up here in like two minutes, I think, but after about ten minutes, it was just like we dropped, we dropped right off at our yeah, level. Yeah, then to come into the game. They yeah, were, and and they did get opportunities, and you know, it was decision making for them, wasn't it? It was like the the final pass was going behind, like the the, the forwards, and I think Ayu went went through on one. I think he skinned someone, and instead of just whacking it, I know I know you've got to whack it at some pelt to get a pass, but pass Allison. back. But he's, you know, he's he's, he's squared. It. Behind them, <laughs> yeah, and it, the opportunity is gone. That was it, and but after that, I don't know what happened. Well, obviously, we ended up getting the other two goals went in, went in three 0 half time, and then what? Whatever happened at half time, whatever Roy Hodgson said compared to Klopp, I don't know because it was like it was literally like men against boys out there. It was just we were on another level, and and I don't think I don't think seven 0 flattered us at all. But no, based on in the, the end, it could it could have been. I was I was expecting double figures. Yeah, I, I well, was. we had Minamino had, had his opportunity that he should have scored and put wide. You know, Mane had another one they should have scored and missed. And you know, there's there plenty of other opportunities for us to get more goals. And what was your favourite goal? Oh, to, well, can I, I'll, that for me, you know, goal the Robertson pass. What a the first touch. It was just everything. He started the move. He's yeah, he, he was the assist, the assister. Yeah. <laughs> James Rodriguez. <laughs> that was a brilliant goal. I remember watching it, thinking. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the the first touch, like I don't know if people can quite understand how hard that is to do because you're running towards the goal. So your first touch can sometimes be a bit heavy and put it, you know, onto the keeper's path, but he just sort of took all the weight out of it, didn't he? And then the sort of finish he made that look easy. Yeah. There was a bit of Brazilian flair with the outside of the right foot just to nonchalantly dink that in. But the second one was just as good. The way he managed to dink it over when he was so close to the keeper. That was the thing that made that hard. He was so close to, to the keeper and a sublime assist from Salah. Yeah, th- th- that whole move for the second goal was, was yeah. ruthless. But, you know, Trent gets it, pings a ball up to Salah. Salah takes a couple of touches, pings it through to Firmino. And as you say, the little dink, it was just... The whole performance is what we've been we've been looking for and what we've been crying out for. You know, that, that sort of set a bit of a marker. Like, even with the problems we, we have been having, we're still here and we're still here for the long goal. And if, for me, you finish above Liverpool, you win the league. Is that the best performance in the league under Klopp for you? Take away Barcelona, obviously, in the Champions League, but in the league to go away to someone mm-hmm. and put seven past them and, and even could have been more. For, for, for them, really, is that Leicester one last season? Was yeah, it? that was a big one for us because that was like a. After the club championship. Yeah, it? It, and it was like 
sort of built up as this was Liverpool's first big test and things. And it was we were going into that game not not maybe not worried, but we were like we need a, we need a result. So yeah, more probably more than a performance, we needed the result. But the performance in that Leicester game was outstanding. Yeah. This this Palace one, it was certainly it's certainly up there because we we were. Exceptional. It's the most ruthless I've ever seen any team in front of goal. Not even Liverpool. I don't remember ever seeing a team where I thought. And it wasn't Tappins, was it? I'm not familiar with our 7-1 victory against Sunderland. Southampton 1996. It was almost like we couldn't miss. It almost didn't matter where we shot from or, or anything. So it, it was one of the most ruthless clinical performances I've seen. But just touching back on, on, on the team sheet, obviously Salah's on the bench there, but I just want to take a little sidestep on that. And just before the game, he's been interviewed, hasn't he? And he's been asked... Um, about potentially, you know, is your future at Liverpool? And I don't know what other question was posed to him, but it seems pretty direct. So he's uh, he's just answered the question and he said, you know, the future's not certain. You never know how it's going to be. Um, Real Madrid and Barcelona are massive teams. So I imagine he's being asked about them teams specifically. And could you ever see yourself there? And he's gave a little. He bit hasn't back. said no. He hasn't said no, and he's actually praised them teams. And uh, so then, the, you know, the team she comes out and he's not on the team. And loads of media's putting two and two together and saying, oh, Klopp's left him out, he's been flirting with Real Madrid and, and all that. But so, then brought him on earlier than he was supposed to. Yeah, brought him on and he scored two. And, but what, what you, the, the thing is, Gary, we, we've got this team, and I've said it in the past, Like you've got to be looking at the right time to... Because Klopp could just let all these players mature, get everything out of them he can, and then he leaves when they're done. Like what Ferguson's on to United. Yeah, and there's yeah. nothing in behind. So at some point you have got to start thinking about, well, you know, maybe... Maybe cops are already doing that with the signing of Jota and things, but what, you know, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? Yeah, it's similar to that. To be honest, it, obviously it won't be it won't be nice to see him go because the the goals he scores are just a second to none. You know, he's just he's lethal and he has been since he came. But as you say, it, that, that there is always a right time to let let these stars go. And you no, know, we if we we're seeing his his peak now is sort of what's the word? It's prime. Yeah. We're seeing, his, seeing him in his prime now and he's only going to start dropping off. All right, his drop-off is still 20 goals a season. You know, it, it's still like that and, and most teams, if not every team, would still love to have him in the, in the squad. But eventually, you, you, whether he stays at Liverpool and retires or whether he leaves Liverpool, you, you've got to replace him. So if... The way Liverpool have worked in the past, we've we've tend to have to sell players to buy players, and to get anyone anywhere near the caliber of of them, you're gonna to have to sell one of them. Mm. So, if they are planning for the future and they're looking at me, you know, you've seen it's been going around in the media for for months, if not years now. You've got Mbappe, you've got Sancho, you've got Haaland, all of a sudden based onto the scene. If you're looking at wanting to bring one of them players in, the likelihood is for Liverpool especially, because you know we don't throw oil money at it like City. For Liverpool especially, we'll have to probably sell one of our big stars. I used to see all them rumours about him, but I didn't think, no, he's, he's, like, well, he's not going to come over here, he'll, he'll go to like, but then I heard his English, he's brilliant, isn't he? He's <laughs> perfect English. He's mentioned Liverpool as well, hasn't yeah. he? He's, he's mentioned it, you by name He got asked who he goes on FIFA when he plays oh, it and yeah. he says Liverpool all the time. Because <laughs> he wants to play with Salah, that's why, not replace him. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to win things though, you're not going to Barca, you come to Liverpool, aren't you? And At what, the moment, what certainly. Thing to say. We yeah. as football <laughs> fans, we forget, don't we, sometimes looking through Rose tinted eyes that foreign players do move around we don't yeah. like it but foreign players do move around we, and Salah's probably looking at this thinking I've clocked England I've won the league the golden boots yeah. I've had European success to now want to go to a warmer climate and, and put the family in we've Spain had or that, something we've had that as well in the past you know we've seen Torres do it we've seen Coutinho do it we've seen Suarez do it they're three of our biggest players we've had over the years and they've all done it they've, they've got no loyalties to Liverpool do you know what I'm going to say something that might be controversial but I think in terms of Liverpool's global fan base this doesn't 
doesn't count. But in terms of the, the local fan base, I think Salah's a bit underrated. I, I hear people saying, like, like just saying, oh, yeah, well, Salah's off it and things. I'm thinking, no, he's, he's not. I've heard, I've heard or, fans say he's either of Mane. Mane and Firmino yeah, than Salah. Yeah, like, and Salah's, like, the consistent goal scorer, and he's just a machine, and... And you know his records are up there, like better than Suarez, better than Torres in terms. Of, I think he's the fastest player ever to 100 goals. Or he's, he's I think right sometimes up there. He's right up there. Rob Liverpool fans up the wrong way with him. If if that's the, the right term to use, is sometimes he's a, he's a little bit greedy, isn't he? And sometimes he'll go into games and miss those those chances where he could square it. Yeah, I mean, Granted, you know, he still ends up winning the what games. I've, what I've seen with them them chances that he went when he does that though, it tends to be when the games like sort of won. He, well, mm. If you see him at the beginning of games, he's passing and he, he's trying to put other players in, and he and he's not just shooting. He's got from that everywhere. selfish streak, though, hasn't he? That definitely. I, I, definitely yeah. I think you're right, definitely. Craig. And Liverpool fans mention it. Yeah, you know he's being greedy there and stuff. I also agree with Gary that if you analyse it a bit, it is a times where you can afford to be. But yeah, I said that. I said yeah. it's usually when you know you usually end up winning the games anyway. So that's <laughs> but, but <laughs> you, set fire proper Everton. <laughs> what do you think? Is he underrated by Liverpool fans? I think he can be. I don't mm. think he's. I, I, I th- saying he's underrated is, is a bit harsh. I think he's undervalued, maybe yeah. compared to the others. Just a bit, yeah. very, very slightly. Yeah. But I, I think if, if you know, they were, nobody would swap Salah for anyone else in the league. No. Do you know when Suarez went? You were gutted. When Torres went, I mean, you say you weren't, but you were gutted. When oh, Fowler went, you were gutted. Would it be the same with Salah? Would the fan base you know be it on the be knees? For me, you know, I'd be I gutted, don't think yeah. the fan base would. I honestly I do. don't think that. I do. But, it, but I think that depends on the business. We don't well, on the back that, of it. That's the, the, the when. That's what I mean. In the past, when you've lost them players, so you lost. Torres and got Andy Carroll and Suarez. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, <laughs> yeah. no. But, but the thing is, that deal was done anyway. Yeah, yeah but did. then you've, you've lost yeah. Suarez and got Ricky Lambie. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So who's a friend of the show by the way, Craig? We can't be saying <laughs> no. that on bad. Keep listening, Ricky. It's like but the hundred million player yeah. gone, and then you've just signed a freebie. But to be fair to Lambert, he did say that when he signed, he was told Sanchez was was signing for Liverpool. So I think Sanchez was meant to be the yeah. the Suarez replacement. Yeah, yeah, and then Imrox Brini wasn't it? And Balotelli. <laughs> yeah. Is he still going Brini? Probably, yes, probably score past us next year for some. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd mean you were in Europe. <laughs> but no, what more can we say about that game? Um, it's from individual performances. Um, let's just talk about uh, Minamino and Keita. Big opportunities for them because you know the, the, we we all know everyone's feelings on Keita. They get into the point where they're sick of him. I've said it openly. On I am sick of him. He, he does my thing. <laughs> Minamino, uh, it, there's a little bit less risk and a little bit less pressure on him because he only came in for eight million, I think it was something like that. He's starting to get stick though, isn't he? A, a I little he bit. Plays yeah. well on Sotti. No, he half. did. That, that, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah, he, when we um, when we seen them on the team sheet, it was like bloody hell. We've rested Jones, we've rested Salah. You know, it, it's a big game. This after winning winning against Spurs, you need to follow that up, especially playing first on the weekend and things. So when you're seeing them, it was a little bit like maybe not nervous because you know you're still better than Palace. You know you mm. should still win that game. But then when you're seeing the performance, like Minamino, every time he was involved in the play, he was brilliant. Didn't didn't really do much wrong other, other than his, the, the miss in the second half. But the game was already 5 or 6 nil or something by mm. then. Um, Keita, I can see your frustrations. I watched that game and he, yeah. there's a lot of loose passes from him. Yeah, well, just finished on Minamino. He, he, when he was involved in the play, he was really good. But 
he wasn't always involved in a play the way he should be in that position that he played. With Keita, yeah, I, I agree. He was he was frustrating at times. The stats have come out since, and I, I don't know whether they were just someone knocking them up and they were black or whether they were true. But Gary, the stats always back Keita. He could have the worst game you've ever seen, and someone posts that, the stats. That's what I mean. Like, how? That, that's how it is for Sigurdsson with us, isn't it? <laughs> Sigurdsson comes out, he's just ran like 16 miles. <laughs> we, we, we don't think he's even moved. Yeah. So. But yeah, he, he as, again though but, with him when he was involved in the place, he did some re- really good things, and some of his passing, you know, he, he he did do some good things. But for playing centre mid and, and and playing the role that he's playing, it's still not enough. Uh, and I think we need to see that level that he put in at least that level again next time he plays, if not raised again and raised again, and to to have any hope of of him becoming the player we want him to become. And I've ran out of that hope now. If it happens, then great, I'll be so happily proven. I'm starting to think he's underrated a bit now as well. And I was his biggest freaking critic, and and still am. But you know, he's not as bad as what some people are starting to say he is. For me, he's still got that ability to ghost past players. He's still got a great high press and can nick that ball high up. I'm not sure about his positional when we need to defend, but in terms of winning the ball high up, he's still got things to offer. And he, he must be one of the best midfielders sitting on a Premier League bench. Do you know what he's like? He's like he's a proper when the when the going's good, he'll look brilliant. It's like Rodriguez for them. Yeah, you know. Stack Craig in the week. By the way, just to interrupt you, Hamas Rodriguez has won more tackles than the Liverpool midfield this season, and that's in, in defeats yeah. as, as well. Just said, just yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but that for me, that's what he's like when the going's good. He, he he does look good, and the stats will always be good, and he, he'll get assists and things. But when when you really need to dig deep, is when yeah, it's reliability. Isn't it? It's reliability. Yeah, you yeah. can have the nicest car on a drive if it's not starting some days. You, yeah. you can't rely on it. You don't want it. <laughs> that's it. And it's not even there, guys. When when the going's good, it's when the pressure's off, isn't it? Like yeah. when we'd won the league already, all of a sudden Cater turns yeah. up. You know. But yeah, what more? Let's now, yeah, we'll move on more from Gary uh, and Phil a little bit later previewing the Liverpool mass Christmas schedule. But Craig, let's start with the let's let's move on to the mighty Blues. Um, yeah. Last Wednesday, Leicester. I remember talking to a few Blues in the daytime, and I was saying this is going to be really tough for us. I was liking it to the Southampton game where yeah. we went to Southampton and really struggled against mm. that that level of press and level of aggression, which Leicester have got. We were brilliant, weren't we? Brilliant we were unbelievable. The Italian performance because if a neutral watched that game, we'd have turned it off. Because yeah. we were just frustrating them yeah, and yeah. picking our moments. Brilliant. Brilliant, yeah. And what wound me up in it, Jordan, that game was the commentary. Clinton <laughs> Morrison. No, but it was more so, they were more highlighting that Leicester have got the potential to do this to us. But every time they got the ball, we just took it off them and isolated them. And there was no credit given to, to you know, I mean, we'll give them all the credit. We'll do it now, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, a brilliant performance throughout. Um from we were obviously surprised when we seen Olsen um, start yeah, yeah, giving, giving that Pickford as, as a clean sheet the game I was before. driving home on, on, on Wednesday from work but TalkSport on 5 o'clock and he said the team and it, they were, they were, it was breaking news but they, they, the, the press were putting it out that he's been dropped he'd been dropped and straight away Angelotti came out after the game said he wasn't dropped and he's going to play Sati. He's always done that with his keepers, hasn't he? To be fair, he said after after the last game that he didn't play and he said, no, I, I will be rotating my goalkeepers. Yeah. That's And he did say that. Risky, isn't it, that though? Rotating I your keepers. I think so, yeah. It's just something that we've never really been accustomed to. I, I know mm. that um, it was done one season where Robles played a few extra games. Martin has played Robles in the... Yeah, but yeah. I think that might have been down to Tim Howard's form more than anything. Which, you know, would have been... You is, know, it, is it a bit of a coward's way of, of slowly dropping Pickford 
I don't think so because he's always done it and he's he's referenced okay. this in his interviews. He okay. says, I've done that at Milan, I've done that at Madrid, I've, I've yeah. done that at Munich. I, I, I do do this and that's why I wanted a quality second choice goalkeeper because I don't want to have to just have on. to make do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's done that on Rungholzen, has he? Nothing no, at all. No, he was good in that game, yeah. Made some decent saves. Quarter final next. Yeah, made some decent saves in the other game that he played as well, didn't he? The Newcastle, Newcastle game. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, going back to my first point there, like a, a neutral watching that game, what it turns it off. Yeah. I've never seen an Everton performance really, really like that. We're we, we either good or we're crap, and either way, it's a good game because we're getting hammered or we're hammering someone. But yeah. it, a little bit of a new identity for me. Yeah, it was. It was. It was just frustrating. It was. It was realizing what Leicester have got in the midfields yeah. and, and up top. And just nullifying it and just really frustrating them, and that's exactly what they've done. Madison didn't have a great game. Tielemans couldn't really get on the ball. Mm. Menzi was frustrated early on when he picked up the bucket. Yeah. Um, knowing that he obviously he's out the game then, isn't he? Because yes. his, his game is pressing and niggling at players. And early bucket, that wasn't yeah, it? Right. Early, yeah. So, you know, straight away, we've done that and we played on that, and, you know, it was a game, but it was a, it was a, Bit of a master plan, really, from from yeah. Ancelotti, and it was the first first time this season that you know something like that came into fruition where I didn't feel like we were going to lose that game yeah. based on how how we set up and that. I, I thought it's not an Everton mentality that is it. No, us? no, but I I looked at it in the first ten minutes. I seen them on the ball and I thought these probably wouldn't score if you played these for mm-hmm. 180 minutes <laughs> because it, it just looked like we were set out just to frustrate and, and we did um, and got, got, got our awards as well with goals and if I had to pick anyone to score first goal on Wednesday it would have been Richarlison because yeah. for the first time in his Everton career there's been a bit of negativity about him as form um, the incident with Sigurdsson um, that's now forgotten about isn't it yeah. B- because of his performance on Wednesday and yeah. his goal and, and he's threatened to do that anyway Richarlison hasn't mm-hmm. he the, the goals haven't been there but you know, he is always a menace, and even when he's like quite poor, he's, he's still always yeah. like running round and, and being uh, buzzy, as Terry would say. Buzzy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, his goal was brilliant. Um, it wasn't even the ball, ball back. I can't remember who it was. I don't know. Gave it right out to Richarlison, lovely ball to Richarlison, and, and you know, the finish was, was just brilliant. What do you make of um, Decore's performance on Wednesday? For me, I've, I, I've said this a few times now, so he's, he's obviously getting better. That was his best performance was, for us. Yeah. <laughs> and it I keep was. saying he's getting better. Better and better, yeah. No, I think they, they all win. It was uh, Alan as well. thought Alan was brilliant. And to see him coming off. Power blow. Yeah. But it, it, it's come out now that it, it's a lesion or something. I don't know what that means. I'm open what he used. It's a. It's a. Is it, yeah. So what, will that be a month or something? It's, it's not meant to be as bad as first thought, though, is it? I don't know. And Angelotti said the upcoming games, he won't play in any of them. So that's it, like the next Christmas. two weeks, yeah. Yeah, get him back for the game. Um, the FA Cup. Rotherham. Rotherham. <laughs> Ease him back in. But yeah, it was a, it was a good performance all around and, um, you know, it was a nice second half to, to get the game won with the with Holgate scoring. A uh, great save from Casper to uh, stop the Calvert-Lewin. He was unfortunate really, weren't he? Casper, yeah, yeah, Casper he Michael, but... Do you know, know what, what I took from um, the celebration for the second goal, Holgate's goal? All the team are together, and yeah. I've seen this a few times now where, the, where they could be dancing or something. And even like videos of Finch Farm, you see like Tom Davies and yeah, um, Calvert yeah. Lewin no, were dancing last week. There looks to be a real togetherness with that yeah. squad. And yeah, I've seen uh, a Wobi and the, yeah. the left back, uh, I can't pronounce his name, someone oh, in Kunku. In Kunku. Yeah. They seem pally. It just yeah. seems like there's that, like, uh, yeah, sort of like togetherness that we haven't really seen in a, in a, in a yeah. while. Um, you've probably. You know, silver. The identity went under, under silver and cumin yeah. be- beforehand, and 
you know, yeah, it seems like we've got that back, and it seems like that that kick up the arse when Ferguson uh, took charge and says, you know what, bring us all together. It seems like it's prolonged and it's carried on since. You had that little, you had your good runs in yet, then you had a drop off, and I was thinking. Looking, I'm thinking Chelsea, Leicester, Arsenal. I thought you were going to be nowhere points. by Christmas. <laughs> I, I thought you'd be 15th by Christmas. That's the danger, isn't it? That was the danger. But it goes back to what I've just said there, the togetherness of that team to probably look at those fixtures and the coaching staff to go and Finch Farm and put those fixtures on the board and say, here's what everyone's expecting from you. Go and prove them wrong. We were out watching it um, for our little Christmas drink, weren't we, um, at the weekends and I think what, what a lot of the lads were saying, like, it reminds us of like Liverpool when we do the good teams and we drop points, you know, mm. just before we were reaching sort of like serious yeah, title like contention. Yeah, yeah. We are very much like that, yeah. Um, so it's about consistency now, isn't it? That's mm. the next level. Yeah, well, it, it, you're absolutely right. And I said to Craig before we started, it's got me looking back at the Burnley results, the Newcastle results, the yeah. Leeds result going. Leeds, yeah, we, yeah. We, could, we could have been top and that's... To sit oh, yeah. at Christmas and say, say yeah, if we'd yeah. be Burnley and Leeds, we'd be top. But yeah, that's a, that's a great half to the season. But how many other teams have got that? Do you know what I mean? I'm not taking anything away from Everton, by, by the way. No, you I'm are. not. I'm just, <laughs> no, I was just going to say, to be fair, I probably give you the most stick out, out of the Reds on this podcast. I think I've had a bit of abuse on, on our mm. emails and stuff about it in the past. But to be fair, you have got... A, a, at times, really good performances in these, and, and as Phil just said, you're doing what Liverpool used to do, beating the big teams, dropping points against the smaller teams. But having said that, you have got plenty. Certainly this season, you've got plenty of other teams who are in that same boat. They're dropping, they're dropping yeah, points. But they're not dropping. But not, that's why I've said the names of the teams. I'm not, I'm not saying if we'd won the derby or you know if we'd you know not who did we draw that we drew with someone at home. Um, I forget. Decent team. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm, I'm referencing Leeds, Burnley. Yeah, was that the yeah. yeah? So they're the results that other teams can't look at and say, oh, if we'd have beat Leeds and Burnley, we'd be top. Other teams are looking at if we'd have beat Liverpool and Chelsea uh, and City, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is unrealistic. Yeah. Having said that ourselves for 20 years, though, like what we know now is if that's the hardest thing to do mm. for some reason. You know, it's hard just to do that every week and put up that consistency in that level. So it seems like, well, if we can beat them, then why couldn't we beat them? But, you know, we, we said it for 20 years, so it's like. For some reason, or 30 years, sorry, it's it's the hardest thing to do. The way I just said their consistency, we certainly took that in to Saturday, didn't we? Now, yeah. again, I was looking at look, looking at Saturday's game. <clears throat> a couple of my friends went, um, and they were looking forward to going, but they were like, oh, you know, it could be a banana skin here because Arsenal are going to want to turn up. Everton, again, brilliant. They brilliant. didn't give Arsenal a kick until the last 10, last 10, five, five, five or 10 minutes, Arsenal turns yeah. up, didn't they, and went for it, and but, the but goal like was soft, the penalty. They're so slow coming, coming forward, yeah. aren't they, Arsenal? This is easily... The worst Arsenal side you're ever likely yeah. to see. Um, you know they're in, they're in big trouble really. <laughs> they're looking right behind them, and there's no reason to think that they're too good to, to stay in they're this not, league not. because they're basically young players, aren't they? I was we looking were, at half time thinking before we scored, how the hell is this one one? I know. I was gutted. I was thinking they could come out and do us here. Yeah, they, yeah. Being Everton, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, so that's so four points behind ahead. Sorry of the relegation zone. They've got City and Chelsea next two games. Twelve yeah. o'clock Monday now, isn't it? One o'clock Monday. I thought he'd be gone by now. And Burnley have got two games in hand on them as well. By the way, really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, anyway, look back to Everton. I, I thought we were brilliant again. Yeah, I think. Did. I think we look a lot more solid. With the four, four centre halves, yeah, so and obviously before the game there was the hint Coleman was obviously on the bench, but the, you know obviously he was, he was fit, fit, reduced, to, yeah. fit to play. I was going into that game thinking I hope Coleman doesn't play, and, <laughs> and I was screaming for him to come back yeah. prior, prior to this new 
back yeah. line that we've got. But I was thinking I wouldn't drop any of them at the minute. Holgate's just on the back of score, and yeah. you know Keane's in in, in the in, form yeah. form of his life anyway. Uh, Godfrey's been playing well at left back. You know, Mina's obviously the he's been looking the good. Loose cannon, he's but been then he's, good, yeah. he started and then scored. So yeah, yeah but yeah, he has looked good. Um, so I, it was you know the potential to take one of them out for, for Coleman. I just didn't. Some want of it. the Reds and Blues actually had an argument or a debate on at the weekend about Coleman. Um, the Reds were saying you'd have him back in, now, wouldn't you? And some of the Blues and Judgy, obviously from the podcast, were saying. I don't think you can. You can't at the minute. You can't. No. I mean, you will do over Christmas yeah, because yeah. of the games. We'll, we'll come to preview and them later, yeah. so you will see him. But if if we were going week by week, a game every seven days, you can't drop that back. No, forward. I think, and as well, I think we've got City coming up, and I think it's a game where you played the four, the four, and he always has a decent game against City. Yeah. To be fair to him, but that them four centre apps at the back look look yeah. all we look, look solid. Good, yeah. I mean, their goal came from a mistake by Davies. Davies just lost the flight of the ball, didn't he, and kicked one kicked of their him, players. Yeah. But a few minutes earlier, that stamp on Yeri Mina. Mm. What, what's VAR doing? Because they obviously looked at it because we, we got a decision. We got a free kick from it, didn't we? Or an, or an offside. Yeah. The ball, the, the play did stop. Was it Sabellos, was it? Or... I, I, by this time I was cross-eyed but yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, it was, he, yeah. he, gave a, he just stood on Mina and if you look at his eyes as well he, he's looking at you and he stamps on him and you're looking at things like that going what is VAR doing Even if they're not picking not, up on yeah. that you, you, we moan at VAR all the time for stopping goals and tight offsides but when you're putting players in danger of being hurt like that it's ridiculous it is ridiculous but you know like the Zabby innit which one challenge or <laughs> three points though and then at the end of that day to see Everton in second place, it was it was it what was it was brilliant. You're enjoying watching the games more with the fans there because I, I thought yeah, our fans yeah. played a, a, well, such I, an important part. I on think he certainly did against um, Chelsea. I thought yeah. you know you could hear every every ball, every like shout getting. Yeah, yeah. But the last ten on Saturday when Arsenal did get into it, you, you just heard it, it sounded like someone said, "Come on, lads, we've got to get behind these," and it yeah. just started the songs again. And yeah. even in mid game, the Carlo Fantastical songs and stuff, and that's the stuff you want to hear. Yeah. You can add to making such a difference for me. Yeah. Just because I haven't been in there yet, for the lost oh. five ballots so far. <laughs> it's starting to be said. Proper Everton. Yeah. <laughs> Proper Mills. Everton. There's people saying Everton look a better team without Hammers. People aren't taking away from his ability, but it's a conversation that I'm hearing whispers. I think it might be Reds pushing the agenda. Just Probably, to, yeah. yeah but, but you know, no, we know it's not though. We've had it on our on our social media. Yeah, that's true. But you know, are you more solid without him? Yeah, you're more you're more solid, obviously. Because well, are you more likely to win? No, no. no we're, more, we're more likely not to get beat. We're, we're more solid. You can put two banks of four. In front of a goalkeeper without Thomas Rodriguez, mm. you can't with him. He's, he's not disciplined. Well, he probably is disciplined enough, but I, I don't think our system would allow him to be disciplined enough to, to protect, you know, or to be rigid on the right hand side and not float. Do you know what that says to me? Not come he, back. That means he's a luxury player. Well, you play him against some the of the best. Teams, some some of the best. Some of the best players in the Premiership were luxury players. Yeah, but that means you don't play them in the best games. In you the don't. You, you always play them. Well, that's, mm. Was Eric Cantona a luxury player? United would play him every single week in the 90s, wouldn't he? Canio. Well, I'm getting up with the luxury United tried to sign to Canio. Mm. Are you saying, though, if you're playing City, you need to be solid so you don't play him? No, I, th- I, think there's, I think there's different ways any team should be able to adapt and play to. Yeah. And I don't think that I don't think Hamas Rodriguez is ever going to be fit enough to play 38 times in the Premier League. We knew that signing him and we're seeing it now. He's, he's got a history of yeah, not doing that. So is, yeah. we will adapt when we need to. But I think if he's fit... He he's, always he's yeah, always he's got to play. Uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson's done really well in the past three games, and I hate being conned by anyone because uh, I think I've been conned by him more times than 
Gary's beat me on from pool. But <laughs> he, he comes out on Wednesday for me for Hamas Rodriguez. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, so yeah. it's a big game for Everton on Wednesday. Hamas Rodriguez always plays. It's I, be, I, do you know what's weird though? If Everton keep if Everton keep winning when he doesn't play and losing or drawing when he does play, there's going to be a point, we, isn't there, where we, people we say... Weren't, uh, we, weren't, we weren't losing at the no, start of the season, and he no, was, he was getting played plaudits. four games, and did we won the first four games. We won the first seven, seven games. Hmm. You know, it's... it's no, it, it's false to say that he's he's a luxury player. He's a, he's a very good player, and he can... No one's doubting his ability, though. Everyone knows well, he's a good player. People are. People are doubting his ability to, to win Everton football games, and I think... He can do with his with, with his brilliance, and I think you know. He won't keep this team forever. What's sorry? He's he's fell upon this team and this system. Yeah. When everyone's fit, he won't keep it. We are in a different era of football where, like the likes of Mourinho, the likes of Klopp, and all that, they won't have someone who doesn't do his bit defensively. He does do it. He does. Okay. Use you looking it. at it and thinking he, he doesn't get back. He does. He, he does, does make tackles. I noticed it just before he got injured. Mm-hmm. He, he was, he was tackling back more. And he was getting like little, little tackles in, and you know, probably stuff that we weren't used to seeing. Yeah. You know, weren't expecting to see from him, but yeah. he was doing that. What you won't get from him is, is he won't stay in a certain shape or a, or a system. He's, no. he's not gonna if we're if we're one nil up. And that's why he's, he's not gonna hug the touchline and protect. Yeah, but you don't he's see still that anymore be. from any top clubs. You right. will not see that. Salah like, doesn't do a few. He does his job. Mate. He has he, to I've, I've, had, I've, had, I've been on podcast yeah. here where you've said the opposite. No, to be fair, to be fair. There are times when when Koppel let one or the other wing do it. We won't let both wingers do it. So I suppose, yeah, that's a good point. That's you've got to adapt. Like I said, if, if Hamas Rodriguez or Mohamed Salah in your team, you, you don't want them to tackle and tracking no. back all the time. There's going to be moments in the game where they're going to have to be, you know, part of a team. But the benefits of having those players in, there's is moments in when the, players in like have to that win your will games. frustrate you in games because they're not doing what you want them to do. But then the disciplines and the fact that they've probably been told, listen, don't get back, don't mm. because. You know, you're better up there to mm. do your job up there. Look, look back to Arsenal. Um, two words: Ben Godfrey. So yeah, another great performance from him. Another. Great, he's, didn't he's, ex- I didn't expect that from him when he signed. I mean, no, especially our position. I know he played for um, Norwich a couple of times at right back. He's played a couple of times for Everton at right back, but he looks better at left back. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's right footed, isn't he? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. but the engine on him. Yeah, he's he, yeah, he's good. And he's, he's aggressive. That tackle at the street ends where yeah. he, 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 he like a goal. He then jumps up and cheers it, and that'll do him the world of good. Yeah. In the second half, we were under the cosh, and that run where he, his, the cross was just behind Calvert-Lewin, wasn't it? Or that, that would have been three one. Yeah. And I never thought we'd get that. Um, no, I he reminds me a bit of Lescott when Lescott was left yeah, back. We were saying that on the pod last yeah. week. He's got a he's got a bit of that, that about him. The engine and the height and the height, yeah. And a centre half playing at a full back position as well. Yeah. Which he did early on in his career, didn't he, for Everton? Yeah. But yeah, no, a great performance from Ben Godfrey. And like you say, I, I wasn't expecting him maybe to be in, in the side as much as he has been. It's only been through injuries mm. and uh, yeah, yeah, the reason he is in the team. And you know, he's, he's taken his chance. Do you think Pickford deserves more credit than what he's getting? Because there was a, a save at the end, wasn't yeah, there? Where yeah, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm not Pickford's biggest fan, as you know. And you know, any opportunity to slate him, I will. <laughs> but no, <laughs> he's not Saka, was it? Yeah, the, that's when you push. Yeah, five or ten minutes at the end, you're pushing and uh, yeah, no, and and he has come under like some some criticism. Um, but you know, yeah, credit where it's due. Uh, another p- good performance, just like the. The game prior to, to the Chelsea performance, he, he had a decent performance coming out. At times, he still looked a bit flappy against Chelsea coming out, and you know, you're, you're out in your mouth with him sometimes, isn't it? But 
you know, saves saves wise, and towards the end of the game when it was getting a little bit nitty and, and, and gritty, he was he was catching catching the ball and, and coming out and making the right decisions. Do you think Carvert Loon's sort of changed his style in this new system because the wing backs aren't aren't really giving him a lot of service? It's more on a Wobie to give him service, and I think in turn we're seeing Lewin run the flanks a little bit more to the old Lewin. Yeah, it it is. It's definitely a, a more dogged uh, performances from from Lewin. He is he is going to the channels. He's trying to win the ball. He's coming deep and. Of course, yeah, but you know, let's not um, forget his contributions to, to that goal on um, on Saturday. Because if it, if it wasn't for his his run and his head, then it it wouldn't have been holding and went in the back of the net. He was on the um, was a beat Sky Sports after it, and he was saying this dubious goals panel took yeah. a couple off me, and then obviously Salah went out of the goal scoring things. But look, I'm really, I can't say more about that, those two games other than so so impressed with yeah. with how that team and it's 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 good to go into the, this quarter-final game on, on the back of this form um, especially with the performances that we're putting in and uh, we will frustrate a side like Man United who, who like to get on the ball and I think this formation under Man United could could possibly work. Okay, we'll talk more about the Man United game and the upcoming fixtures in a few moments but first, January is coming, you're all going to the gym, you're all going to look after yourselves you, you girls might be getting facials but boys do not neglect your balls Boys, we have all been there. Whether tonight's the night or we're unexpectedly sprung into action, there is nothing worse than checking downstairs and seeing a full-on George W. But lads, do not fear. Us boys at the podcast have got you covered. Head straight on over to uk.manscaped.com. Manscaped are the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Lads, we all have to landscape down south every now and then. And in order to avoid any absolute catastrophes, we've teamed up with the very best. Precision, skin safe and innovative in design, power and hygiene. Waterproof technology, up to 19 minutes of battery life and of course, the very, very fancy LED light, allowing a closer, precise grooming experience. Manscaped provides the very best tools in allowing us boys to keep things well and truly in order south of the border, including the brand new just released Lawnmower 3.0. Manscaped have just launched in the UK and we at Cross the Park are excited to be able to help you boys out in experiencing some truly life-changing products. UK.manscaped.com and input our exclusive code at checkout. Park 20. P-A-R-K 2-0. That will give you guys 20% off as well as free shipping. And girls, trust me, we feel your pain as well. There could be nothing worse than dishing out that token and expecting to see Phil and Grant, but seeing a couple of Robbie Savages instead. Do yourself a favour and your man a favour. UK.manscaped.com Park 20 for 20% off and free shipping. Guys and girls, we here at Across the Park Podcast have got you covered. Craig, you've been um, enjoying the our Manscaped trial products, haven't you? You've been I, <laughs> really active with them. I, no, I haven't been active with them. I used it for the first time the other day. I was actually quite scared of it. The little light was like putting me off using it. But uh, <laughs> no, I did. I used it and 
Yeah, very smooth. I, I squeak when I walk now. <laughs> has anyone you do anyway, you tight ass. Has anyone used the, uh, the nose nose trimming? I haven't used it yet, though. No. Do you know what? I, I, I've wrapped it up for me, Dad. Oh, re gift. Yeah, yeah, re gift. Yeah. Your dad listens to this. To this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Manscaped aren't listening to. It. No more free products. <laughs> oh, I, don't have, I don't have the hair, um, nose and ear, hair issue yet. All right, fair enough. It's coming. Our, our code that we said there, Park20, it works on any product on uk.manscape.com. We highlight the um, the ball trimmers and the rose trimmers and our advert just for comedy value, but any product, get over to uk.manscaped.com, Park20, and it's 20% off and free shipping as well. Um, a couple of social media questions. I mean, we've got we've got a lot, but the length of this show, we've just picked a couple out, Gary, haven't we, to... We have this one. It's come from a red in Jamie Ward, but I suppose it could be for for both sets of fans. Really, who's been your player for twenty twenty? And I'll he's put who is his as well. But I'll just let you answer first, Phil. Well, I think but everyone for the respective clubs, or yeah, it will be. But I'll just go to the Reds first because he's a red. You could probably guess who I'm going to say, um, and I'm going to go for our captain, Jordan Henderson. You know, you miss him when he's not there. You see what he's all about when he is there, and is he is he still getting better? Like this season, so the last few games, I think he was man of the match in the last game, um, and I think well, you've always been a Jordan Henderson fan, haven't you? Even uh, yeah. in the early days of this podcast, you yeah. bang the Henderson drum. And I used to get laughter you, when you everyone used to slag him off. But I, 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 what I think it is, the attributes that he's shown in abundance now, I was always like very, very aware of the leadership, the passing. I think people took took, took a while to come around to how good of a passer of a ball he was. Um, I think what it was with Henson in the early days, it was because I had this with my half fella all the time. He he always, my dad didn't like him at first, and it was because. still not a massive fan, is he? No, but he said what, what his reason was he can see he's got all the ability in the world, he just doesn't seem to have the brain to go with it. But he certainly, I don't know well, whether you can develop that or what, but well, he certainly I've got it. I've always thought he has, especially because like, tactically, football IQ, but. What I think it is, for me, I think it's hard to see what he does sometimes because just being, like this sounds ridiculous, but just standing in or running to the right place in the pitch at the right time, it sounds like, well, what, that doesn't make you one of the best footballers, but it, it does. It does because when you don't do that, it, it leaves massive holes in your team. It's quite hard to see, but anyway, he's certainly improved, especially since we won the Champions League and it's sort of... I think it gave him that boost to say, no, you know what, I'm not just in Gerard's shadow, I'm a captain in my own right who's lifted I belong. trophies. I belong, yeah. And then when the fans have shown him the love, I think he's just gone to a whole new level and you just can't play without He's just He just raises the game. So for me, and there are other contenders in there, obviously, I'm sure you might pick one of them, but obviously Mane's very close. See, for me, it, it, it's hard to choose one player for us because we've got that many good players and not just that. The likes of Mane, the likes of Salah, they set such high standards that if they if they perform a little bit less to what their high standard is, you sort of discount them as being one of the best players, even though they still are. Same with Robertson, same with Trent. You know the the standards they put in, the the assists they've they've racked up over the last couple of seasons is just ridiculous for for fullbacks. Um, but to be honest, I'd be inclined to agree with Jamie Ward, who, who sent the message in. He said, for me, it's Fabinho playing out of position week after week and absolutely bossing it. And to be fair. Whenever he's been called upon in any position that he's had to play, he hasn't done a thing wrong, and he he, he is absolutely bossing it as he said there. And for me, I think if when you lose him, similar to Anderson, if you if you lose Fabinho out this team, it it's it's a big loss and you, and it's noticeable. And when he gets back into the team, 
after a couple of games, you see him what he brings to it, and I, I just think he's what a player we've got there. And who'd have thought it when we signed him? Didn't, never yeah. even heard of him. Yeah, I, I, especially like this season, I would say, with the job he's doing at centre half, like I, you couldn't have imagined him looking so comfortable to the point where people are saying. You know, to, to, to Gomez and not would, to it, get... would it be easier to sign another defensive mid as opposed to a centre back? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So go ahead. Same question to the Blues then. Um, I was obviously uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin as came into his own this year, but um, another one, another mention for me, it'd, it'd be um, Michael Keane, who I think since the lockdown has happened, you know, prior to that, I've been a you know a Michael Keane hater. I've you know I've given I've slandered him, I've given a dog's life for, for his performances but since since the turn of the, probably since about March he's just been consistently very good for Everton um, so I, the, the two picks for me are, for, for different reasons is Calvert-Lewin who's brought goals and everything else into his game who looks like the complete forward for me you know I was always a, a fan of him anyway you know knowing what, what the, the attributes that he did have and I, I always said he just needed to score more goals and now we're seeing that but obviously the 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 other ends of the pitch, Michael Keane, whose performances have looked very assured in the mm. last nine months. Can't disagree. Um, if it wouldn't be Michael Keane, it'd be Dominic Calvert Lewin. Um, I've said many times um, a year or so ago, he's not the striker who, who can who can work in this system. He doesn't score enough goals. We, we've got to upgrade him. I said when he got the number nine shirt, I, I thought that would kill him. I thought the pressure of it from the fans would kill him because. Even under that Marco Silva system where he was running the flanks and we were beating the United 4 0, beating Arsenal, beating Chelsea, mm. we were having great performances. He was never scoring in, in those. He was never. And I'd come home and I'd say, there's going to be times where we need our number nine to score goals and he can't do it. And he shoved that down my mm. throat. Has that it, been since Ferguson took over? I think Duncan Ferguson showed him an awful lot of love and said to him, with your attributes, just get in the box and mm. shoot. So forget forget I, about I, giving Sigurdsson space. He'll yeah. sort himself out. You go and get the goals as the number nine. And even Ferguson said that. I was. I think I said to you, he, he, he won't be able to do it. He's proved me wrong. He's, yeah. he's, the, he's been the top scorer for the large part of the Premier League season. Yeah. He's been scoring goals for England. He's going to go the Euros. He's yeah. probably going to score. He's that good. He's going to score goals for England yeah. in the Euros. And if he'd have told me that a year ago, I wouldn't have believed you. So for that reason alone, Dominic Cavalier. Fair enough. And uh, the second one we got was from Toffee Talk. And they've basically just want to know, who's your predictions for finishing the top four? <sighs> And just a little side note on this, because I found it quite funny. Judgey specifically said to Millsy in the group, <laughs> "Don't curse us, Mills. It's an easy trap." And that's <laughs> and that's come from a that's come from Toffee Talk. The question, so it's definitely not a trap. Well, I think I've, I've had some sticks because I said Everton could win the league this season. We had a couple of messages as well asking had, you, didn't we? I've had my fair share of stick on social media. Um, top four, I'm not that bitter to say that you probably aren't the best team around right now. Liverpool are going to win the league, barring any. Sort of. If if you if you get the only reason you won't win the league is if you get into February where you can't replace players and you lose more. If you lose Robertson, Mane on top of Van Dijk, I think you'll struggle. If that doesn't happen, Liverpool to win the league, Man City to finish second, and then to toss up Leicester and Tottenham three and four or four and three. Really? Yeah. Craig. Tops no. I'm not going to curse us. <laughs> I'm not going to curse us. Georgie pays the rent. I can't go against his advice, can I? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Go ahead, lads. Oh, I'm gonna say I think that the title between be between Liverpool and Man City. I think Man City are gonna have a run of fixtures. Um, you know, I think that's all it takes, doesn't it? Four or five wins, and then you, you're back there. Certainly this season. 
Um, and then three and four, I think it's all there to be played for. I think between the likes of Tottenham, Man United, Everton, Leicester. Um, no. No. No, I wasn't impressed with them. I seen them win the other day at Chelsea they beat. And first half, I thought they were really poor. Mm. They've lost um, Jimenez as well, hasn't he? Who's a, who's yeah. a big factor. But after a Riga, you know, aren't they? Um, as a replacement, we've got to play them soon, haven't we? Typical. Yeah. I want to say, because I, I, I do think there's going to be another period where Everton might come unstuck. Um, hopefully, not in the next couple of weeks. But I do think we'll we'll probably go two or three games where we we don't win. But I do think we've got the potential to go on another three or four winning game, and that t- puts us right back up there. But I do think that's the potential for any any side in in the top half this season. I want to say three Everton. Get in, lads. I'm fourth. Tottenham. Just to reiterate, Judgey, that was Craig who said that. It wasn't me. <laughs> no, I'd probably say Tottenham third and Everton fourth. Are the Reds but giving their top? Yeah, one? yeah. Okay. I'm going to go Liverpool, Tottenham, City, and then a toss up between United and Leicester. Everyone expecting Tottenham and Leicester to stay up there, yeah? Uh, I'll go. I, I still think Liverpool will win the league. I think City is going to definitely put a run of games together where they'll, they'll still end up second. Ah, pains me to say it, but I think Man United are going to be up there. Hang on, I forgot Chelsea. Chelsea would be in there for me, actually. Liverpool, Tottenham, City, Chelsea. I think Chelsea are probably the most overrated side in this Premier League. Yeah, they'll, get, they'll, they'll, they'll lose too many games. They'll lose too many games this season. See, I they don't draw, they lose. I, I agree with Phil. I think Chelsea will, will creep in there. Yeah. I think it's going to be a toss-up for third and fourth with Man U and Chelsea, unfortunately. Um, I think... I'm hoping I'm wrong with the manu. I think I'm hoping Ollie just does what he always what he's been known to do and just falls off a cliff and they start losing games again. But the run, the run they've been on at the minute and the you know the, the way they're playing to be fair they are playing. Sticks quite been well undue, well. hasn't it? I think yeah. it's been um, sort of increased by the European. It, that, that's what it is. The, the Man United as, as a fan base and as a club want to be one of the best teams in Europe and at the moment they're not. Pep and Lampard deserve most of it. Yeah, but in this this current league situation, the way it is, the way it's all, everything's crammed in, it's a, it's a bit of a rushed league this year. They, they've definitely got the capabilities to be up there and, and unfortunately I think they'll probably do it. Um, and then, yeah, so three and four, but a toss-up between United and Chelsea. I think Spurs, Spurs are going to be uh, there or thereabouts but won't make it and I think Everton will probably, I think you will end up like seventh, eighth, something like that. Really? Yeah. No, we're not, we're not doing past beyond top four, obviously, but I don't think Everton are that far away. I don't think seven or eight. I think Everton will be a lot closer to the top four than that. Look, unanimous that Liverpool are going to win the league, but Craig, before we do the, the mass fixture preview, up for the cup, Wednesday night, under the lights at Goodison, fans in there, quarter-final of the Carabao Cup against United. Excited? I am, yeah, but I, based on the, the, the last two or three performances, the, you know, it's, it's brought me some enthusiasm, and I think, and rightly so, I think if we go into that game against Man United with the formation and the same, more or less the same team as we've had in the last two or three games, then I think we'll cause Man United problems as good as they have Man United have been in the last four or five games. It's horrible that they've come into form, isn't it? It's like, you, you, I mean, we got them. We got them in the league, didn't we? When they weren't in form and they had that didn't work for us. So maybe the other way around might. I don't know. But well, let's hope so, yeah. But I, I, I think that it's to be got I mean, Do you think both will go full strength? 100% we'll definitely go full stand we 100% will because Carlo Angelotti for, for Carlo Angelotti to put a trophy in Everton's cabinet who, who have United got the weekend I don't know I, don't know, to be I think our fixes a little. we've got Sheffield United away so ours is a little bit more but I think Everton 
we haven't got the luxury where we can like take a player in and out the side. I think obviously in the earlier rounds playing against lower league opposition, Leicester away, man. You Leicester away, so that's a big game. That's a biggie for them. But then Solskjaer, the, the same as what I've said for Angelotti there. If Solskjaer can put a trophy in the old Trafford cabinet, he's going to shut half his doubters up. Some of the pundits on I the TV are at him. I think the the impetus for Man United has got to be finishing that in that top four. Mm. They need that though. If they don't finish, but I know everyone needs that that money, but you know. That's they rely on it. The, yeah, they do, and it's it's a big thing for them. Th- I do think they'll play a decent decent side, but I think if anyone's going to maybe chop and change, it'll be United more so that, than than us. I, I think they're going to go for it. I can't I can't see them taking this game lightly. I think if they can get into a semi final in January and then look at their Christmas problems or their fixtures, and then it's four. one of them where it's an easy cup in terms of not many games go straight to pens, and that you might as well go for it because yeah. the success can breed success, can't it? Like the well, winning mentality. Well, forget their team. Let's talk about our team now. Going into it now, Angelotti has said in the past that he will have to rotate players. He name-checked Dominic Carver-Loon as someone he's going to have to give a break to. Hopefully that's not going to be for this game. But do you think it's as simple as the same 11 start from you know from Leicester and from Arsenal? Will that same 11 start on Wednesday? I think it might be an opportunity for Gomez to come into the side. Perhaps Maybe fit for Davis. For Davis. Um, is Hammers any closer? Well, that's an interesting one because Angelotti said on Friday, his press conference... Isn't that Hammers wasn't ready for Saturday, but he should be ready for Wednesday. But mm. should isn't always, it's, it's you know. Always the case. So we won't know until tomorrow's press conference, really. But if he's fit, he's, if he's, he's fit, comes he's in. in for me. Yeah. Before Awobi or Sigurdsson? Sigurdsson, I think Awobi has been. I know they've both been playing brilliantly, yeah. but I just think um, it's just like for like. I think Hammers is just a, a better upgrade for mm. for um, for Sigurdsson. I think Awobi offers. Could offer problems for their fullbacks. New position He's very then. direct. Pardon? You're putting uh, Hammers in the middle? Poss- yeah, I was, yeah. Cause I was, that, yeah cause that, that You'd have to, wouldn't you? The three up front would be a yeah. Wobie. And it would give Hammers a licence to be more of a, a more of a free role for him as well. The only that, problem with that, sorry, Phil, the only problem with that is is he played that role against United already and we lost. I don't think he played that bad. I think he has to come off that game. That is going back to what I said. He's in the midfield then. Mm. That's when you're maybe open in the midfield. Did he play, uh, play in that position against Burnley? Hammers? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. I know he did against United. But yeah. The score was the Burnley game. Alright, Gary, why did you just asking. <laughs> no, no, but I, I he, he played central against United, yeah. but he was injured. He has to come off. He, he wasn't fit, so that might have had an impact. Um, mm. That's the only issue with me, really, because in but that I game it didn't I work. I wouldn't be gutted if it was the same eleven mm. on on Wednesday, and I maybe bring Hammers back in for the league. So when does the Seamus Coleman just not come back in until Christmas schedule? Till, yeah, possibly till the the, box, the Boxing Day game against the Sheffield United side, who you half expect not to cause him many problems, but I think the, the back four at the minute, I don't want being topped. Any fans who are going, um, me and Craig, I'd be extremely jealous. I think I think any fan listening to this who's been to the past two games, you've been brilliant. We need it again on Wednesday, don't we, Craig? From anyone listening yeah. who's going, get behind those lads because we don't know what's coming in January. The, the gamers might, might yeah. not be able to might not be able to go to games again, so yeah. get behind the lads on Wednesday. Craig, prediction? 3-1 Everton. 3-1 Everton. Do you know what, Christmas? I'll go with Craig. 3-1 <laughs> to the mighty Blues and rolling in to the semi-final of the Carabao Cup. That'll do me. Who's left in the competition? Tottenham play Stoke. Newcastle play Brentford. And Arsenal, I think I've got Chelsea. Take Brentford there, you know, in the semi-final. 
It's not. It's Stoke. not two legs, is it? Stoke has having them. But then for the you just curse Chelsea, so I think they're gonna. Uh, I think they've got Chelsea. Well, I think Chelsea got Arsenal. Arsenal. Oh no, Chelsea got City. Gary's, asked, Gary's on a bet Arsenal. today. He's asked about five questions today. I've had no answers for Arsenal <laughs> v City. Arsenal v City. Brentford v Newcastle. It's Everton v Man United and Stoke v Spurs. Oh, it's City are in it then, so. City in the final. City always go to get to the final on that, don't they? They always go for yeah. that, that trophy. Won the last three years, haven't they? Yeah, they always go for it, yeah. But I, I reckon, I think I haven't win Wednesday. I think in, into the oh, semi. Oh, I thought you were putting your neck on the line into there. Into the semi, we go. Win the final. Is it, is it the same? Is it still two legs in the semi No, it's one leg. It's just one leg. Straight depends, no extra time. It, no, I'm in the semis. Yeah, one leg. One leg, yeah. yeah. Whoever gets drawn out, I don't. Imagine if you won your first trophy in all that time, couldn't be there. Same as you, innit? The league, yeah, but we've won a lot of other trophies. But it was like, the league he wanted. It was yeah. the, that was the emotional one for us, wasn't it? Where yeah. you just well, couldn't get not, there. I'm telling you now, it's not hey, nice. Hey, we'll win the ball for that. <laughs> 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 I hope so. About time, I've lost five ballots so far. Look, let's move on to the, the Christmas packed schedule. I think we've got five Liverpool games to cover, four or five, because we're not going to record another show now until the fifth of is. January. Is a yeah. three because you got a game on the fourth of January as well, though. Yeah, we've got. West Brom on the 27th, we've got Newcastle on the 30th and Southampton on the 4th. Okay, so we can't preview every game individually, it's impossible, we don't know you know, what the team team will be, how, how fit players will be for both sides in the games, but a mass preview of those games, Gary, starting with you, what, what's the toughest game there on paper for you? Southampton. Southampton, without a shadow of a doubt, Southampton away as well, West Brom at home, Newcastle away, Southampton away. Um, four weeks to recover for the first one, and then it gets a bit tight, doesn't it? Yeah, you're, you're, you've, got, you've got to expect six points out of the first two games, and the Southampton game is you get to that and see what your squad's like and see what you. But even still, yeah, you've got to expect nine points. You have. They're, they're, a, tr- they're a tricky team for us to play, Southampton. Um, they're one of them teams that ever, no one likes to play, and, and it massively depends because that'll be the, what, the, the third game in, in a week. And so, and they're still up there, aren't they? they and they've, and they've got fans in the ground at yeah. Southampton as well. Yeah, yeah. Whether they will have then is another thing, isn't it? But yeah, no. I think West Brom, as you say, we're going into that game. They've got, they've just obviously got Allardyce and new manager. You normally do well, Allardyce. We know what he does. He makes it. He makes them difficult to beat. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'd love West Brom to take points off you. <laughs> Thanks to Allardyce masterclass. I'd love it. Yeah, Sound like Kevin Keegan, there. <laughs> Well, he's a poor man's Mourinho, isn't he? And Mourinho couldn't do it, so I don't think Allardyce will be able to do it. But a poor man's Mourinho, he'd take that comment, wouldn't he? Jeez. <laughs> oh, do you disagree? Massively, yeah. <laughs> don't you think Mourinho just does the same thing, but just to a higher level? I think to compare the two, it's just farcical. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you think. I mean, I, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is they both park the frigging bus. Don't think Mourinho doesn't just absolutely park the bus to death. He does it, but he just has better forwards. I think, but um, so yeah, that that'll, that'll present its own challenges. But it's, I'm saying this, you know, when, when, if you park the bus against Liverpool and Anfield, like how many teams, sixty odd teams now have come and done it and failed? You know, you might as well have a go, mate. You so it doesn't work. Everton, no, and it works. That that game mm. where we drew one one with yeah, the, the penalty instance, we didn't have a, ch- a chance, and we got we got a point out of it. Yeah, he's, he's he can do it, and that Everton team was Ashley Williams and you know Gilfie Sigurdsson and Umani Ass. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's done it with with, with worse yeah. players than what he's going to do it with West Brom. Yeah, but I fancy us. And then Newcastle, they're not inside them, aren't they? Just, oh, come blow them away. Oh, please. <laughs> what side did you say? Newcastle. Out of what side? Not inside. No, not inside. But 
Yeah. I, I feel the same. To be fair, we we sh- if we drop points in these two games, it's it's that's a nightmare. It, you know, you should be going into them. Certainly, them two, probably the Southampton as well. In all honesty, but certainly them two games, you, you want to be going into them and taking six points with, with ease. To be fair, it's none, none of this, none of this, you know, last minute goals and and struggling to get over the line should just be another. When does Thiago back? Allegedly, Klopp said he's not ready yet. There was images of him training. Um, and Klopp came out and said he's only doing light work. It's not real training yet. We're not ready. Yeah. He's not training with the team yet. It's not going to be Christmas, then. is it? It's not going to be on these games. All right, then, Gary. We know what our best back four is. Just tell me beyond that, you, like midfield and the forwards. What is it now? It's Wayne Alden, Henderson, and probably Jones. Yeah, for me. And Shotter in it. Shotter's injured, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. Do you mean because you're going to rotate players? You mean you're going well, to have to, have to be back by them? I don't we? think he'll be for these games. No, oh, right, okay. I think he's out for the Christmas period. So okay. you're looking at Jones and then and then the front three. So okay. yeah, if Jota's fit, well, I certainly think he, he gets into the team for some of the games. He's not fit. Yeah, okay. he's not going to be fit. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's have a prediction that, then for the next game then. West Brom. <clears throat> it, it's an hard one this because after just 7-0 in Crystal Palace it, it, it's hard but you know as Mill said you know what Aldice is going to do and it's you know it's going to be a disgusting game <laughs> they beat 3-0 yesterday I know they lost a man early on though didn't he did they yeah um, I'll go 4-0 Liverpool <laughs> after that build I, yeah. <laughs> I know but I just thought I, I, after, after saying it I thought what am I saying here we're playing West Brom the crap what's horrible about them you go 1-0 up even if it's early or, or whenever it is, and they don't even change, do they? they Spurs didn't tie the though. But they do with City. They played well at City last week when Billich was the manager. They, they, yeah. they look quite organised yeah, and stuff. They, and they won't have that this time. They've laughed up in that game as well, didn't they? You're right. I think two like, second-half goals, 2-0. I'm going to go with... Do you want, are you going to just go for the rest? Newcastle away. Go on. Newcastle away, not on side, 4-0. Okay, I'll say 3-0. And then Southampton. Away. 2-1 to Liverpool. 2-0. Three clean sheets. <laughs> Sorry, just before you move on, have you got enough centre-halves to be able to rotate in this period? Or are no. you going to have to, just to play we've, the same centre-halves? We haven't got centre-halves, per se. But no, we, we have. We've, we've got, got solutions. No, we have. We've got Fabinho, who's obviously going to be playing there, and Matter so if, if he stays what I mean fit. Is he's not a centre-half. If he stays fit. But we've got Nat Phillips and Reese Williams, who will, who will probably be called upon at some point. Uh, Newcastle game and a West yeah. Brom game, I could half see, see them being called upon. Yeah. Definitely. Last year, Klopp never rotated, did he? Until he got to the FA Cup game, he, he played. Yeah, I tell you what, though, I wouldn't. I, I'd stick with, with with Matip and Fabinho. Me, like you don't, met, I don't, don't rotate your centre half. I, I you? just can't see Matip getting through three consecutive games. Good point. Mm. All right, moving on to Everton, Craig. We've done the United game. We then move on to Boxing Day. Sheffield United away. We then got Manchester City on the twenty eighth. West Ham on New Year's Day, also at home. Obviously, the toughest game. They get on paper as Manchester City. I was going to say Sheffield United are so dangerous, isn't it? Because they're yeah. a wounded animal. Yeah. You're probably going to look at Everton coming to them and saying, "We're going to have to go for this." Go for this, yeah. And, and the fact that the, the, the form has so been so bad, they haven't won a game all season in in the leagues. And um, yeah, yeah, obviously the our own Boxing Day, it, it's it's sort of you know, it, it, there's a lot of usually a lot of goals on Boxing Day, isn't it? Yeah. You know, in, you know, in, in recent times, well. Historically, um, yeah, I think out of the three, I think I probably least fancy, but well, not least fancy us to to win. But it's it's a it's a that's a potential banana skin for me. I'll tell you what, the way the league's going, I might so, I might support Everton against City. I might I actually support us. Yeah, so I think the home games, like you've said, with, with the fans there, 
Um, I think it's under the lights as well against City. It's, an, it's, it's a, it, I think it's an R five. It's an eight o'clock. Uh, yeah, City yeah, under twenty eight and West Ham on New Year's Day is the R five. The, the battle for second place. Battle for second. Take, <laughs> so I'll take that all day to be in the <laughs> battle for second place. I'll be taking that all day. No, but looking at the next game, Sheffield United. You know the, the way the the season started. Um, players are starting to come back now. Um, Coleman, I don't know if Dinier's that a million miles no, off. I don't think so. He's I, been doing bits. bits he's put an Instagram yeah. video up, didn't he? But when he was injured, which was only three weeks ago, we were told six weeks yeah. minimum. So I think he'll look in January. Would you think, I was talking about Liverpool's back line, do you think, and obviously we've spoke about it already, do you think he'll shuffle a pack a, a little bit himself in certain games? I think. I think going back to United, I think Seamus Coleman will play against United, and then I think he'll go back to the flat back four against um, City. United. Oh, so, City, yeah, 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 like you said before. Sheffield United, I don't know. I, I think he'll probably play Coleman in that. Do you? I, I think he'll stick with the the flat back four against Man United in the cup. Mm, it, it's, I know, it's, I know it's, yeah. it's, it's hard to call, isn't it? Because, like you said before, we were calling out for Seamus Coleman yeah. for, for a lot of you know a lot of games this season, just just for his application and his attitudes, and you know mm. being the captain. The worry I've got really, Craig, is, is he's said he's going to have to bring Calvert-Lewin out at some point. Yeah. Does that mean St. Tosin plays or does that mean Richarlison goes down the centre and you move Hammers and Bernard comes in? What's yeah. the likelihood of, of, of what we're going to do when? I, I think the more likely thing is probably to bring um, Richarlison into the centre and maybe shuffle off pack there, maybe even give him Richarlison a week off, off somewhere. Bernard but comes in. I think the, the the game where he's probably going to do that is going to be against Sheffield United rather than do it against Manchester City. And I, th- I think even West Ham at home, I think. Can't he, take your eye off the ball against Sheffield United, no. you know? No, I'm not saying mm-hmm. you can. That's exactly what I'm. Before, you know, I think it is a poten- potential banana skin and it's, you know, upstep Everton in, the, in yeah. these type of moments, a team that hasn't won all season. You know, I suppose you've got to find your game somewhere to rotate, and in the Premier League, there's not many, is there? No, so. but you'd, you'd half expect that it's the early kickoff in it on Saturday, twelve o'clock, half twelve. The early one. Is it first game of the box Boxing Day? Yeah. Hey, for um, anyone who's in the car now, checking the aircon, thinking it's broke, it's Phil eating crisps down the microphone. Don't worry about your aircon. <laughs> I'm leaning back. <laughs> Um, People are pulling over in the cars as we speak, thinking the aircon's gone faulty. I think it might be an opportunity for some of the maybe a, the the real fringe players, maybe that Gordon, who's sorry, Anthony Gordon, Anthony Gordon and Kunku, um, maybe to come in. But he seems to be totally out the side, out, out the the squad at the minute. Doesn't he? The he basically said about Kunku in one of his press conferences, it's not his fault that he's not ready. Yeah. He's developing, but he's just not ready to play men's competitive football. Yeah. So that, to me, identified maybe a stature that was yeah. stamina and stuff isn't isn't quite it's there. And you throw yeah. him in because he had a stinker at St James's. Yeah, him is, and yeah. Kenny stunk, and we have, we've only seen Kenny twice since. Yeah, and that's in the dying minutes. So I think with them two, he, he doesn't want to rely on them. Doesn't want to trust them. Mm. Um, I think he'll play Ben Godfrey every game left back. I think he's got the yeah. stamina, and I think he's he's young he could probably play three games over Christmas yeah. and then when Rotherham comes into play in the early January maybe you might see in Konku then yeah. or maybe even Denise back by then possibly yeah, yeah. It, it, are these games too close together to rotate the keepers in your opinion you just keep Pickford in now um, settled as possible no, I think he, he might even bring Colson in against Sheffield United I think so and then obviously the, the two bigger games at home mm. um, play Pickford but I do think he probably will uh, play Olsen against Sheffield United. We haven't spoke about West Ham, who are doing really well. We've just neglected West Ham. That's a big game on New Year's Day for us. Uh, we don't know where we're going to be in relation to, you know, in the table, because obviously there's yeah. two games in between there. But West Ham are playing well. That's going to be a tough game, isn't it? It is. You know, the, 
they seem to have found like a, a little bit of identity at the minute where they, you know, they're not a pushover anymore. It's a moist team. It's a moist team. Yeah, the the doggers aren't yeah. they, and you've got players who can who are up for the fight. Um, I fully expect us to beat them. No, I think Moyes always. I mean, such a bull here, but Moyes <laughs> always comes to good us and the falls flat on his face, doesn't he? Yeah. And he has done every game since since he's since he has came back. Um, I, no, like I say, I think I think with with the City game, I think it's it's half one that you sort of expect not to get three points out of. Mm. So anything is a bonus. So if we got a, a draw out of it, you know. We'd, we'd take that as a good result, and if we did get the win, we'd be ecstatic. I think you'll set up for a draw on that one. The Italian way of, of looking at the long term. And then maybe can't catch them. Yeah, exactly. But I think if you get a draw from that, he's looking at the bigger picture and saying, a point against City in the bigger picture is not a bad point. Yeah. And it's hard for us as fans sometimes to see that, especially yeah. when we play them at home and we're there and stuff. I think a lot in the, maybe the City game might have something to do with in how, if we get three points against Sheffield United... Yeah. It sort of gives us a little bit of leeway. We've got the three po- at least yeah. three points over this period. Maybe we can afford to go for a draw against Man City, opposed to maybe not getting points. And Sheffield United, I think we've got to go. We've got, got to go and to beat go, City yeah. here, and then you you could potentially end up with no zero points out of six, and that, that would be a nightmare. That, that would be a nightmare. Yeah. And then we've gone from being seconds on Saturday evening to probably being in seventh, or, seventh yeah. or eighth, which is how this this league's going this season. The league's going to open up massively because it's tight now and I teams will beat each other over Christmas. I think you're going to go into January and there's going to be gaps. Now You, you don't want to be the wrong end of one of those gaps, think, do you? I think a lot of sides are playing each other, though. Exactly, that's period. where the gaps will come. Yeah, but I think it'll take for one of them sides to pick up maximum points in that because I think with everyone sort of playing each other in this period, all the top sides are playing each other, I think, uh, I know I think it's going to go, it'll be about... Maybe February, March time, so we see see like someone mm. take that step. I Possibly. think this period is. I think it'll still be tight come the fifth of January. All right, then put your your colours to the table predictions wise for the fir- for the first game. Sheffield United away on Boxing um, Day. I want to say. <laughs> 3-1 Evan. 3-1. 3-1 yeah. for all three games. Yeah. Give, no. us, give us a Christmas special, nice. an exclusive. No, I think uh, if if we if it's 3-1 again, if if we take up three points against Sheffield United, I can see a draw against City. Okay. Um, and then we'll I do West Ham. I don't know, I think we beat West Ham. I'll go 2-0 Everton against Sheffield United. Um, I think we'll approach that a little bit like the Italian job again, just frustrate them and just mm. at Leicester, come and break us down. If you can't, we'll pick you off. That's simple. I don't think we're in a position now where at the start of the season we were full we were full flow, weren't we? Yeah. Conceding two or three but scoring four and five. Yeah, yeah. Um 2-0 against Sheffield United. At Man City's really tough, obviously, but they've been beat and they've had they've had teams this season taking points off them. And I have I've been saying to Reds, I, I can't say to Reds, oh City are crap, and then say City are gonna come and beat Everton. Yeah. I'll go for two one Everton against City. I think West Ham's the the one where we might might struggle. Mm. I just think that's that's the end of the is Christmas period. After, We've got happens? three days in between it, um, but a lot of our key players aren't fit, and then they're going to be running to the ground anyway. Yeah. Unless he's very clever in how he manages these these players over the, pre, the two games before West Ham, I think we could look at maybe getting a draw against West Ham, and that's only based based on I think we'll be knackered. I, we I think we'd love seven points out of these next Absolutely. three games, given the fact that we've just got nine out of nine. Absolutely, take that all day. Look, guys, if you agree or disagree with us, we're on the social media, get on the internet as well, across the park podcast.co.uk. Send us an email or call or contact form there. Twitter is at across the park PC. 
Instagram is at Across the Park PC and the Facebook. If anyone's still got Facebook, what's going on in the world today? Well, just say it's Across the Park. Phil, you're always busy on our social media. You sort of manage, don't you? We're always in, interacting with our listeners. We love it. Yeah, 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 definitely. No, it gives us a good insight as well as what, what, what the fans' perspective is. It helps yeah. us on the shows, doesn't it? But we love it when you get involved and when you send messages. We go, you know, we always try to respond ASAP to anyone who gets in touch. It helps our content. And it gives us some motivation, you know. We know we're not just out there speaking to no one. You, you, you know, you're speaking, and a lot of people leave us nice messages saying, you know, it, it's helping them through the tough times of COVID and, and things like that. And it really makes you, re- you know, think this is all worthwhile. I love, I love the banter ones. I, I was involved yeah. in a, an email conversation with one of our listeners the other week. It was a red. I, f- I forget your name, mate. Sorry, but we were going back and forth over. He was giving Hammers Rodriguez a little bit, and I was giving your midfield a little bit back. And get involved with us. This show's all about the banter. And if you just want to get involved with us. By all means, do it. We did say this was the last show of 2020 simply because next week there's games all over the place and the schedule just doesn't allow us to to give you the level of podcast we think you guys deserve. It, it, it would be old after a day. So, Phil, you've done a sit-down with, with Stephen Warner, the ex-Liverpool player. We're going to release that next week. Can you give us a little yeah. preview of, of what, what the content yeah. like? Well, look, you ask Stephen Warnock a question, you get a straight bullet. And that's why it's so good because, you know, it's, it's amazing to have some high-profile players on. But they don't all, you know, they're still involved, you know, and things like that. And you don't always get like criticism of managers and, and, and that type of thing. Warnock, you know, he didn't criticize Rafa as a manager per se or what, you know, his status at the club. But he had a tough time with Rafa. Um, and he, he doesn't hold back in to explain him why. Um, his story around, I don't want to give it away, but around sort of squad selection for the European Cup final in 2005. Mm. It's a hell of a story. Uh, you can just imagine yourself in, in that situation straight away when he's saying it. Um, but no, it, it, it's a brilliant listen. Um, and, you know, he's not, he's had a career largely outside Liverpool. So Everton fans, certainly, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, he's not like, you know, he's not like on Liverpool. He hasn't played tons and tons. I think he played like, 40 odd games for us so he does talk about his time at other clubs and that but Superb podcast, dead straight talking lads, dead nice guy. Does so, yeah. have bad injuries? Did he break both legs? Yeah, mate, he's a serious player, you know. Wow. When, when I seen him come through for us, he's broke his legs three times. That yeah. was before he even made his debut. Yeah. And then since then, he broke it again. So, and he did say when he was younger, he was like, my own quick. Yeah. And he said, losing that little bit of pace, he said, I don't know what I could have become in the I, game. I and remember seeing him in Crazy Town and he had a pair of shorts <laughs> on, right? And he's like seen the calves on him. Uh, so it must take a, a, no, a lot of work after breaking the rehab, legs. Yeah. To, yeah. yeah I, I have... Absolutely. Like <laughs> the size of this table. My, my memory of him, I remember him being quick and going down the line and all that, but my mem- I've never seen anyone, and I, I put Stephen Gerrard in, I think, tackle as hard as he does. Just hits people like a train. So, yeah, no, boss podcast, and I think it's a good one for Christmas for both sets of fans. Yeah, I'm surprised we get feedback from both sets of fans on the individual extras. Like, yeah. we get reds saying the blue ones are good, and we get blues saying vice versa, the red ones. That's what we're all about. Um, it is a Liverpool podcast, no doubt about it, so the reds will enjoy it, but the blues, there's plenty on our website, across the park podcast.co.uk. Kevin Campbell and Danny Cadenatri have just done podcasts with us and reds as well as so a Jamie Cadenatri. I love the one. Kevin Campbell one because, do you know what? It just showed me that. Some players can still be dead sound. He's yeah. exactly what you want. He was a, he was a top fella. If anyone's yeah. not listened to that, he, he's singing songs at the end. It's a little, it's a little bit at times, adult content. We, we you only know just only yeah. not not too bad, but there's lots for you to enjoy over the Christmas period on Across the Park Podcast or Co. UK. Uh, just to sign off, 2020, it's not been 
the night to see it for any any of us uh, us here at the podcast we've suffered as well we lost our studio didn't we mm-hmm. in the pandemic things are just starting to get back to normal for us but Phil you touched on before we've had a, re- a few nice messages haven't we where people have said that our content what we bring out helps them um, and Craig we, we love getting messages like that don't we yeah of course um, you know people enjoying what you're saying and you know and listening to you and you know, want, want more. You know, it's it's always nice to listen to because when's the pods out? When's the pods yeah, out? Well, we as well as that, we're just six normal lads who've all got like jobs and families, and this is basically just a hobby for us. We don't make any money from it. We we're literally just doing it because we like talking about football. Hopefully, in the future, we can maybe expand and get get bigger. But for the time being, it's. It's nice just to get get out and and, and talk. So the message is reinforced that it's worthwhile too, and yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it? yeah, of course, yeah. We we had a, a couple. Phil, I think you referenced this on the show a while back. We had a really nice message, and, and you you basically responded and said our DMs are always open. So if anyone out there is not having the best of time, and and this is a source of release for you. We've all got we've got social media. We've got a website. We've got, well, we've got an email. Even if you've got ideas that uh, of stuff that you'd like to listen to, just send it over, and we'll do our best to to talk about it one week. And you know, it's it's we're always open to ideas, aren't we? Because we are even three years in, we're still into the uh, in, in an infancy of of doing something, aren't we? There's there's other podcasts out there, and we you know we listen to them as well to try and pinch an idea or two, or maybe a little a little bit of content here and there. But you know. Yeah, get, get, get your writing in. Always always keep keep in touch with us, especially this time of year. Like I said, if anyone is, is needing a chat, get, get in touch with us on the website or the social media. But 2020, get out of my sight. The year that Liverpool won the league, <laughs> the year of, of the pandemic, let's hope 2021 is a fantastic year for all of us. Guys, you and your family, we miss you. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all the best. See you in 2021.